Welcome to the Maritime Podcast. You're listening to Marcus Hand, editor of Sea Trade Maritime News. Today, we're in conversation with Kenneth Lim, Assistant Chief Executive of the Maritime and Port Authority of Singapore. Welcome to the Maritime Podcast, Kenneth. Thank you, Marcus. We're going to be talking to Kenneth today about Singapore Maritime Week. Uh, it's probably the original of all the Maritime Weeks that have come up around the world in recent years. And we're going to be getting back together in sort of physical format and hybrid format next week with people from around the world in the maritime industry. Kenneth, it's been two long years of virtual meetings and Singapore Maritime Weeks falls just as Singapore is reopening its borders fully. So why is it important to be able to bring the industry together in person to discuss things? First, thank you for having me here. And indeed, I'm very glad that the 16th edition of the Singapore Maritime Week will be taking place as Singapore, and I should say in most countries, ease the borders and COVID-19 restrictions. I hope this will enhance the experience of Singapore Maritime Week 2022 next week from 4th to 8th of April. And you are right to say that the last two years of virtual meetings have generated a great demand for bringing the maritime industry together in person. And with this in mind, we have designed the Singapore Maritime Week in a hybrid format. Physically, Singapore Maritime Week will provide wonderful in-person platform for international maritime thought leaders and industry partners to discuss issues openly, spar ideas, build partnerships, and to advance the industry collective interest to make shipping more resilient and sustainable. Virtually, on the other hand, all events, including the opening ceremony, the maritime lecture, and the events throughout the week, can be accessed through the virtual platform. So participants can access these events and seek out networking opportunities with other online participants. They can log on anytime during the week to playback session uh, that they have missed. So I encourage all to join us in one way or another, either physically or virtually, and we welcome you and wish you a fruitful week ahead. That's great. And the fact that you can tune in virtually as well. So you've got both those options. I hadn't realized about the replay option as well. That's That could come in very useful, actually. Yes. That's, that's good to know. Singapore Maritime Week this year has four key themes, technology, sustainability, maritime services, and talent. Why were these chosen in particular? And what is their importance to both Maritime Singapore and the wider maritime industry? Indeed, uh, Singapore Maritime Week's focus has always to advance the key industry issues and exchange ideas to bring the sector forward. So you could appreciate why we have chosen four key themes this year on innovation, sustainability, maritime services, and talent. We have also themed this year's Singapore Maritime Week as transformation for growth to build on the global tension and industry's steady momentum towards greater digitalization while tackling the urgent issue of climate change. So the industry also needs to reskill existing workforce and attract new talent to support its transformation plan and ambition. Therefore, Singapore Maritime Week next week will spotlight the challenges and opportunity in these areas, especially with supply chain disruption, as well as how latest technological trends will shape the journey towards the development of smart ports and smart shipping. In addition, this year's event will also serve as a platform to demonstrate the industry's sustainability efforts and examine the opportunities that digitalization 
and decarbonization can create, accelerate our progress towards sustainable shipping. So some key areas have been covered there. And we've had the pandemic over the last two years. What has been the impact of the pandemic on those areas? And has it delayed development? Or in the case of talent, changed the way the industry is perceived? Yeah, very good question there, Marcus. Maybe I'll split it into two parts. One is on digitalization and innovation, another part on talent. On digitalization and innovation, the last two years has indeed impacted many areas in the maritime sector. I know many are facing challenges, but in fact, we have also seen accelerated development of digitalization and innovation in the sector. As the saying goes, necessity is the mother of invention. The need to keep our seafarers safe, supply chain resilient, and contactless operation have spurred great innovation over the last two years. Specific to the maritime industry, digitalization in vessel management and administrative processes created efficiencies and improved productivity. 5G, big data, sensors, IoT, and greater automation, we have also seen digitalization unlocking opportunities on data analytics, robotics, and AI. Now, key MPA-led digitalization initiatives, such as the digital bunkering, electronic bill of lading, digital port at SG, and digital ocean, these are efforts ever more important, considering the potential of digitalization to reduce the friction in the global supply chain. Now, featured under the innovation at Singapore Maritime Week, the Marine Tech Conference and Exhibition will feature a wide range of trend topics such as supply chain and trade digitalization, marine tech startup, maritime cybersecurity, port core optimization, data standards and interoperability, digital infrastructure, smart port, and many, many such as green shipping, green technology, 3D printing, and more. So you can say that actually digitalization and innovation, the pandemic has not delayed them, but actually catalyzed them. On the other hand, on the talent front, we see greater demand for talent development, both seafaring and onshore profession. This is due to the transformation and growth of both our hub port and international maritime centers here. Especially as the maritime sector undergoes decarbonization, digitalization, and technological disruption, it will also catalyze more jobs requiring new skill sets to help shape the future of port, shipping, and maritime. Now, featured under the Maritime Manpower Forum during the Singapore Maritime Week, these key issues will be discussed, including a panel on the battle for maritime talent. We encourage all the CHRO to join us at this forum to make talent a priority. And MPA will be happy to partner with companies in their efforts. If you're enjoying listening, make sure you never miss an episode of the Maritime Podcast by subscribing on the app of your choice. Singapore has become a major international maritime centre. How has it fared over the last couple of years, you know, with travel bans and all the different restrictions that we've had? First of all, I have to take this opportunity to thank all the support and trust given to us by our industry partners. You know, in January this year, Singapore was recognized as the top maritime city by the Menon Economics DMV report titled Leading Maritime Cities of the World for the fifth consecutive time. 
Of course, the Xinhua Baltic International Shipping Center Development Index has also for the seventh consecutive time in July last year honored Singapore as a leading global maritime hub. This is really a tribute and testament to the safety and resilience of Maritime Singapore, which is supported by the strong tripartite partnership between the government, industry and union working together to keep our ports open, our supply chain flowing, while keeping our workers in Singapore safe. So in 2021, you must have known that Singapore has surpassed its pre-pandemic container throughput and recorded 37.5 million TEUs to retain its position as the world's busiest container transshipment port. And also our bunkering sales of conventional and LNG exceeded 50 million tons. In recognition for our strong performance and our role in helping to keep global supply chain moving through initiatives such as facilitating crew change, the Port of Singapore was crowned as the best global seaport and best seaport in Asia at the 2021 Asia Freight, Logistic and Supply Chain Award. With more than 4,000 ships aggregating over 93 million gross tonnage, the Singapore Registry of Ships continues to rank as one of the top five ship registries globally reflecting Singapore's reputation as a quality flag of choice for international ship owners. It was also the first ship registry in the world to introduce smart, cyber, welfare and green notation for vessels in November 2021 to help ship owners enhance their commercial attractiveness. So in a way, we have done all right and pretty well through the last two years of travel ban restriction because we have strengthened our reputation as a trusted hub and international maritime center. In fact, we have attracted 23 companies to expand or set up operation in Singapore. Now we have over 170 international shipping groups, shipping arms of commodity traders and maritime service providers such as the insurance, financial, shipbrokers, law firms, firm establishing Singapore as a comprehensive shipping centre and a vibrant marketplace that is complemented by its ease of doing business, quality of life and availability of a knowledge workforce. And for that, I really want to thank all our partners for entrusting on us. Quite impressive, that figure of 23 companies setting up in Singapore during the pandemic. Oh, that really is quite impressive. You were talking before about sustained technology and how that has continued. In fact, it has accelerated during the pandemic. And also sustainability is another major issue at the moment. What does Singapore bring to the table globally in these two areas, technology and sustainability? Thanks. I'm glad you raised this question as Singapore wants to contribute actively in the area of marine tech and sustainability. And during the Singapore Maritime Week, March will be discussed. For maritime technology, or we call marine tech in short, we will be bringing maritime leaders together with researchers, startup innovators, and capital investors together during the Singapore Maritime Week. You will hear many key developments such as standards, 3D printing, port core optimization, autonomous vessels, and others. These are developments that are global in nature and solutions are scalable across maritime globally. For sustainability, my Minister of Transport during the recent Committee of Supply launched the Maritime Singapore Decarbonisation Blueprint 2050, 
It's a roadmap to help Singapore chart its course to meet the International Maritime Organization 2050 targets of reducing total annual greenhouse gas emission by at least 50% compared to 2008 levels. Therefore, you will hear more from the Global Centre for Maritime Decarbonisation, or we call them GCMD in short, in Singapore. This was announced exactly a year ago during Singapore Maritime Week 2021 last year. Six maritime industry partners together with MPA step up to start up GCMD with 120 million. One year has passed and I think good progress has been made and you will hear more from them next week. Now, as MPA chart forward the decarbonization of international shipping through a multi-fuel transition, which will include LNG, ammonia, e-methanol, etc., we will also be announcing a series of MOUs during the Sustainability at Singapore Maritime Week to advance our development on ammonia fuel supply chain in Singapore, including ammonia bunkering safety and ammonia fuel bulk carriers. So very exciting news there. Now, just to be sure, on the LNG, which is the transition fuel, we have also conducted 24 ship-to-ship LNG bunkering operations in 2021 and have completed 10 biofuel bunkering trials in Singapore. So all in all, many of these will be bringing to the table, which is global in nature, that many can learn from, many can adopt this solution as well. So a lot of exciting developments there. You mentioned the first part of your answer, bringing together leading experts from around the world. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about some of the international speakers and participants we can expect in Singapore next week. We can expect more than 200 speakers and participants from 72 countries uh, joining us next week. Some of the speakers are from, uh, for instance, the deputies Sat Jen of International Chamber of Shipping. We also have the Chief Technical Advisor from the IMO Department of Partnerships and Projects. We have the CEO from the International Group of PNI Clubs, CEO of the uh, International Maritime Employers Council, General Secretary, International Transport Workers Federation, Secretary General, International say, And there are actually more than 10 international organizations that will be speaking across the panels. Some of them include the World Economic Forum, as well as other international chamber of shipping. Uh, there's also shipping and port authorities from uh, Rotterdam. We have from Panama Maritime Authority. Uh, we have shipping lines from MSC, even from uh, technology trade lands, uh, shipping finance from ING banks. We have CEO of Lloyd Register. Uh, of course, uh, we have principal researcher, if you are interested in the research area. Of course, Bo from uh, CEO of MERS, McKinney Molar Center for Zero Carbon Shipping will be here. And you also find startup founders, investors. Last but not least, on the day one of Singapore Maritime Week, there's a leader's perspective. And on that panel, we will have Chairman of Shell, Chairman of DW Good Andrews. We have Chairman of Singapore Maritime Foundation, Wingyu. We have Global Head Shipping Finance of ING Steven, CEO of Ocean Network Express, Jeremy, and of course, moderated by Raspal, VP Maritime Supply Chain and Excellent from BHP. So the list can still go on, but I'll stop here.
It's a very impressive list. And as well as the international speakers, it's good to know at the end there, there are some very strong names of people who are based locally in Singapore as well. Now, well, it's great to bring everybody together and talk, but apart from just talking, can we expect SMW to sort of set tangible goals or similar to that for key areas that are going to be discussed in the coming week? Let's hope so and let's push for it. I think we are very happy that many positive and uh, concrete outcomes will be announced during the week. Although I may not be able to review much at this time because we are all preparing uh, press releases and announcements, I can assure you and the audience of the Maritime News podcast that we have many exciting announcements and initiatives in the pipeline. So, for example, we'll be seeing fruits of some of the Maritime Singapore innovation efforts during SMW. There will be commercial trial agreements signed between Skyports, Wilhelmsen, Tomin Ship Management on shore ship delivery using drones. Singapore Polytechnic and Polyworks will also ink MOU to collaborate on additive manufacturing to strengthen the maritime AM supply chain in Singapore. We are also expecting more industry efforts and collaboration in innovation, sustainability, services and talents to be announced during the Singapore Maritime Week. We also will further strengthen the resilience of the maritime industry. MPA will be signing several MOU and collaborative projects with industry partners on digitalization, decarb, maritime services and talent. So I really hope that every one of us could, uh, you know, you could join us at the Singapore Maritime Week next week and share many of these concrete and tangible outcomes. Well, it certainly sounds like you're going to be keeping myself busy next week with uh, plenty of things to report about. You know, listeners, uh, please come to ctrade-maritime.com to read about those next week. Just looking ahead, what else can we expect to see from Maritime Singapore in the rest of 2022 as the world reopens? I think the maritime industry is really the backbone of the global trade and maritime is an integral part of Singapore economy. So in a post-COVID world and with the ongoing geopolitical tensions, the maritime industry will continue to face disruption and challenges in decarbonization, digitalization and talent recruitment. But we are confident that the shipping industry has always been agile and the pandemic has shown that our industry's resilience and necessities. And therefore, MPA and the maritime sector will continue to work and collaborate to focus on tackling these challenges, grab the opportunities in these areas, and build up a stronger maritime Singapore. And I think there are many, many initiatives all around innovation, digitalization, decarb, and talent that I think will keep all of us excited, high with passion to face the world as a post-COVID world happens. So a lot of things to be done in, in the rest of the year. And as you say, that passion that's brought to it as well. Kenneth, thank you so much for taking the time today to tell us a bit more about what we can expect in Singapore Maritime Week next week. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you either in person or online at Singapore Maritime Week 2022. Until the next episode of the Maritime Podcast, stay safe.